Um, I just want to let you know this is, is indeed a writing workshop. I encourage you to do the um, exercises, but we're limited by time, so I've kind of tried to condense this a fair bit. Um, what I'm going to be doing is sharing a bit, giving you a chance to write a little bit, sharing some more, giving you a chance to write. Um, a little bit about me, um, just to let you know that I truly qualify for the program. Um, I've been in program now for a little over 15 years, um, and I have been very blessed with abstinence from chocolate since my first meeting, um, which is, is, is a truly a gift in the program. I have, my food plan has changed quite a bit over time, but um, that abstinence from chocolate is my bottom line. Um, I've maintained between 25 and 35 pound weight loss in program and constantly struggle with that last 10 pounds. Um, in terms of forgiveness, I had worked through the steps in program. I had a sponsor, I worked through the steps, I did the all 12, I made my amends, and, um, but as I was going along, I found that I was still dealing with some pretty big resentments, <clears throat> especially towards my ex-husband. That was the one that kept coming up over and over again. I couldn't get past it. Um, we were sharing custody of our son, and um, there were all these opportunities for me to be feeling way more angry than I needed to be. Um, and so I started revisiting the steps, and I found out, and, and I came back to steps six and seven. Step six and seven. It was about character defects for me, um, and in pride, um, holding on to self-righteous indignation, still holding on to a, a martyr role, and um, that wasn't working for me anymore. And I found that I needed not make amends to my ex-husband. I needed to forgive my ex-husband for the hurts that he had done to me. And I wasn't going to get an amends from him. I knew that. So that where, where could I take responsibility? And for me, that came in the form of forgiveness. And it was a lot of work. I had to know that I needed to forgive. I had to be willing to forgive. And I had to work on it. So um, this is where I, I sort of came up with this is one thing that I say in my shares a lot of times is that when it comes to resentment, I need to forgive. When I'm feeling guilty about something that I did, that's when I need to make amends. And when I'm feeling scared, that's when I need to pray for courage and turn to my higher power, in the most part, my higher powers in my life all the time. And uh, at the same time I was doing this, I was doing some some extracurricular reading that I won't refer to now, and I listened to some speakers, and I heard the minister at my church say in a sermon, holding on to resentment is like closing off a part of my heart to my higher power. And I did not want that. I didn't want it. It was, it was preventing my higher power from being in my life as fully as I wanted him to be. So for me, 
Forgiveness is a kind of acceptance that takes courage and wisdom. It is letting go of something that happened in the past. Whether it was the distant past, or if it was yesterday, or if it was like 15 minutes ago on the freeway. It's letting go of something that happened in the past. And resentment or unforgiveness hurts me. There's a couple of famous quotes about resentment. You've probably all heard them. The first one, I think, is attributed to Nelson Mandela, but when I looked it up, I couldn't find it. And um, so it's resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. And the other one that I like to remember is, um, and I've heard a couple forms of this, resentment is give or not resentment, but forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better childhood. Or forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better past. Forgiveness is not condoning the past action or the hurtful action that happened. It does not condone that. It doesn't, um, it doesn't say that it was okay. It is giving up all that hope that it were different. I want to say a little disclaimer. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. I'm just a member of Overeaters Anonymous. This is my experience, strength, and hope. The literature doesn't have a whole lot of stuff on, on forgiveness in it. Um, this is something that I sort of experienced myself. Um, there is a nice section in the OA 12 and 12 in Step 8, toward the end of Step 8. I do also... I will have a handout at the end of the workshop so that all the stuff that I'm talking about, not the whole script, but the whole process is in there. So, um, first of all, I think that I just wanted to talk a little bit about steps one, two, and three. It's really important to be there um, before you start working on forgiveness or any of the other, other steps. It's really important to have that sense of sanity or belief that your higher power can restore you to sanity and to have that willingness to turn my life and my will over to the care of my higher power. Um, for me, I just sort of rephrased the steps a little bit in terms of forgiveness. Step one is I am powerful, I am, <laughs> I am powerless, powerless over hurtful events in the past. And continuing to dwell on them and harbor resentment, fear, and anger is making my life unmanageable. Step two, yes, I can. And this is in the handout. I hope. Thank you. I am powerless over hurtful events in the past and continuing to dwell on them and harbor resentment, fear, and anger is making my life unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. I had to stop thinking that I was anything close to sane or rational while I continued to make myself miserable over past events that I could do nothing about. 
and I had to trust that my higher power would help me through it. And step three, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to my higher power. I made a decision to let go and let God have my resentment. I made a decision to forgive. And I emphasize the word forgiveness because for me, it wasn't some kind of miracle, oh, I'm okay now. I had to decide to forgive and I had to keep reminding myself that I was forgiving. Every time something came up and I'd feel that anger that hurts, the, you know, the old oh, poor me thing. I had to remind myself consciously that I forgave, that I am forgiving. So, before we start in some of the actual writing exercises, I want us to do a short meditation um, just to kind of be here. I know from personal experience that forgiveness can have a lot of anxiety and energy around it. Um, I held on to my decisions or my resentments for a very, very long time, and they were part of me. That's why my character defects, the steps um, six and seven, were really important to me because it was a character defect for me. Um, so I want us to kind of just get here, center, um, and we're only going to do about a three-minute meditation, and we'll follow that with the third step prayer. So if you just take a moment to settle in your chairs, take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. Just breathe in, deeply breathe out. And then try to just sit there, breathe, try to let go of any tension all the way through your body. Start at the top, release the tension in your face. Neck, shoulders and arms, any tension in your hips, legs, down to your feet. Don't forget your stomach. Let go of the stomach. Any distracting noises or thoughts? Just let them go by like waves on a beach or clouds in a sky. Okay, when you're ready, take another deep cleansing breath. You may want to stretch a bit. Okay, welcome back. So, right now with your paper and pencil, without taking too much time to think about it or qualify it or anything like that, write the names of one to three people, places, situations, whatever is in your life that you need to forgive. 
can write as many as you want, but try to get a couple. Okay, just for the purposes of this workshop, pick one. It could be an easy one or it might be a hard one that you want to get started on, whichever, but just for the purposes of this exercise, pick one of those. Now, I want you to think a minute and we're going to um, look at readiness. And I'm going to just read a scale from one to four. And I'm going to ask you to just write a number from one to four based on how ready you might be to forgive the person, place, or thing that you selected. Okay? Number one is the lowest one. And that's, I may never be able to forgive this. Number two, I know I should forgive this one. Number three, I am willing to forgive. And number four, I am completely ready to forgive. Scale of one to four, how ready are you? For the next part, we're going to take about five minutes to write about what happened. So just write down, write what happened. What, what's the hurt? Who did what to whom? What happened? For people who just came in, we're doing a writing workshop on forgiveness. And what we're doing right now is writing about what happened. And for everybody, they're working on the air conditioning situation. Okay. <clears throat> the next writing piece, we're going to take about five minutes, is to write about your part. What's your part? What role, if any, did you play in getting hurt? What role did you play? What are you getting from holding on to the resentment? What benefit is it to you to not forgive? What is the benefit? in holding on to the resentment and what price are you paying? Yeah, I'll write it on the flip chart up here too. What price are you paying? So what was your part? What's your part? You might recognize this as part of a fourth step. Um, what's your part in this? What part did you play in getting hurt, if any? You may not, and there may not have, you may not have played a part in it. But if you did, what is that part? What are you getting from holding on to the resentment? And what price are you paying by holding on to the resentment? Yes. It is being taped. I see that some people are still writing, but I think we're going to... Uh, 
continue. You can keep writing. I'm going to be talking just for a few minutes about um, sharing the story. But So if you want to keep writing and listen, you can. Um, at this point, if we were doing an afternoon workshop, I would probably break people up into groups of two and give everybody a chance to share what they've written. Um, and if you are a sponsor and have a sponsee that you want to work with, um, or if you want to work on this with your sponsor, it's important to tell the story, um, even if you've probably, you're probably sick of it, right, um, in, in some cases. Um, I think as a part of this process, a part of a conscious, deliberate process to forgive, it's important to tell it at least one more time. And it's important to articulate out loud um, what happened and to talk about and, and verbalize what it was for me. It was important for me to verbalize what my part was, to realize that I, I was playing a part, not necessarily in the original hurt, but what part was I playing in holding on to resentment for a million years. I'm, where was that? It was critical for me to understand that I was getting something out of it, that there was a benefit to me of holding on to the resentment. I got to stay in this poor Julie position. People felt sorry for me. People validated me when I was outraged about something. Um, and I was definitely getting something out of holding on to that resentment. And I needed to recognize that. I needed to, to write about it. I needed to talk about it. And, and I needed to really see. And the cost of it had already become really apparent, apparent to me. You know, there, there's that old saying that um, you're going to change when the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of changing, Right. It had gotten so uncomfortable for me that the, the, the cost of holding on to this resentment was, was not, it wasn't worth it anymore. I, had, I, I really wanted to let it go. And so it was important for me to articulate that. So if you do this process again, either with a sponsor um, or with one of your sponsees, then sharing the story is really important. Step five is important. It is. Um, Okay, so we're going to take another, oh, about five minutes to look at what the character defects are. Yay, I hate this. For me, I had to come back. It wasn't about step nine for me, forgiveness. It wasn't about step nine. And it's interesting enough to me that in the 12 and 12, they talk about forgiveness as part of step eight. Part of step eight, not step nine. So for me... It, but for me, it came back to my, when I was working on this stuff, it was part of step six and seven. It was my character defects. What character defects were, were, were playing a part in my part? What were those character defects that were keeping me going back, going back to the resentment, feeling that self-righteous indignation, all that kind of stuff? So take a few minutes to write a list of your character defects just like you would do um, as part of a step, step four and five and, and six and seven, looking at character defects.
like most people are done with this, so um, I'm going to move us along. <clears throat> the next step in this process is to write um, a letter or prayer of forgiveness. You write, and we're going to take about 10 minutes for this step, so you can write for, it's, that's a pretty good chunk of time to write. Um, you're going to write as if you mean it, a letter or prayer of forgiveness. It could be a letter to yourself and to your higher power that you are ready to let go of the resentment and why. It could be an unsent letter to the person you need to forgive. And it should contain a strong statement of loving forgiveness. At this point, you don't have to, it's just as if, okay, as if. It should contain a strong statement of loving forgiveness. And if you're working on a prayer, it's not asking for forgiveness. It's not, it's not asking to be, well, you can make it whatever you want. Make it whatever you want. If you want to say, to write a prayer to your higher power, asking for the willingness to forgive, that's perfectly okay. I suggest putting it in the present tense active that I am forgiving rather than let me forgive. But it's up to you. Whatever works for you, it's just fine. Okay, I hope you had enough time to uh, make progress in that area. Um, I found that I had to do a lot of writing um, when, I was, when I was working on, on forgiveness. I had to do, and a lot of times I would just sit there and I would, I would write, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Kind of like the teacher, right? You know, 50 times, um, and and it worked for me. I I use writing as a tool quite a bit in um, my program. Um, another thing that I find is that by doing some of this free writing, this program stuff about um, my character defects, um, my higher power, and stuff, I find poetry from time to time, and um, that that's really gratifying to me. I I really do like to write, and I use writing as a tool. Um, so that's about um, the, the most of the writing that we're going to do today. And um, I'm going to finish up with some stuff on the steps step 9 and 10. Um, and then it looks like we will have some time for uh, Q&A. So I'm going to pass the Ask It basket around if questions have come up during the course of this um, part of the workshop or with stuff that I'm um, going to be talking about next, uh, we'll have a chance to, to do some questions and answers. Step nine. <clears throat> I found that most of the forgiveness work that I've had to do is internal. It's not something that I do directly with the other person at all, at all. Um, uh, it came. It was pretty clear to me early on in program that um, 
I can't make a direct amends to somebody as a who hurt me, right? I can't. I what am I going to do? I'm sorry you hurt me. I'm sorry you're a jerk. You know it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I I was running up against some um, some people that I was working with in programs, some sponsees who thought they needed to do that um, in tr- as far as step nine. And it was really clear to me that that's not what it was. It is forgiveness, right? If you're, if you're drinking poison and hoping the other person will die, then you can stop drinking the poison and and you could still hope. I mean, that's not part of forgiveness. It won't work. Um, anyway, so for me, um, some of the ways that I've acted on forgiveness, though, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't do a step nine around forgiveness. So one of the things I've done is I I commit to stop telling my story. I commit to stop stop telling the story of my injury. Right? I've done a step four. I did a step five. I told my story again. I probably told it so much I'm sick of hearing myself talk about it already anyway. And I'm ready to forgive. I, I need, I'm ready to let it go. I commit to stop saying mean things about the person who hurt me. I either go into neutral or I try to focus on the good things that were done. It's, you know, whatever your situation. With my childhood stuff, I started, I started stopping. I, I had to stop saying mean things about what happened to me in my childhood, and I started talking more about the good things that happened to me in my childhood. I stopped deliberately or cruelly avoiding the person. One of the things for me was to, to just really go out of my way to not make contact with my ex-husband. No matter what. It was like that kind of mean seeing the person in, in on the street and crossing over, so you, you know, that kind of stuff. I had to stop deliberately or cruelly avoiding the person. If, in the course of my resentment, I slandered the person by saying mean things or damaged the person's reputation, I try to make restitution without causing further harm. Sometimes um, when we're hurt, we lash out in anger. This goes back to the step six and seven. What's my part? Um, it's, it's, so, it's so natural to start thinking about revenge or... Now what can I do to get back? And sometimes in in the course of that, we hurt other people. And this is where we look at making an amends. When memories of the hurt enter my mind, I let them go and remind myself that I have forgiven that person. I forgive again and again. And I cannot afford to be a victim. I do I cannot afford the luxury of being of of feeling poor me of going there. I I just can't. It's not good for me. It it messes with my with my abstinence and 
in my whole life. I can't afford it. So I forgive. I, if something comes up, it's like, wait, I forgave. I forgave. I am forgiving. I can hear the rumble of the air conditioner. And also, this one is hard when you first get started. You know, your sponsor probably already told you this a couple times. I pray for the person. And I don't pray for the person to hit bottom and find recovery. (laughs) I pray for the person and ask that he or she be blessed with all the good things I want for myself. And that's in the 12 and 12. You can find it in step 8. It's there. I, this, is, this was hard for me. And I hear it in program a lot of the times that it's hard. And this is the first thing that, that a sponsor usually will say when you're dealing with resentment. You've got, you got to pray for them. So, step nine, there are some, some things you can actually do, some actions you can take as part of step nine when you're working on forgiveness. And then you can use step ten when you're working on Forgiveness. For me, step 10 is when somebody hurts me, I promptly forgive them. I promptly forgive them. Especially, you know, whenever I can. And I try to make it conscious. Somebody cuts me off on the freeway, I forgive them. It's practice. It's just practice. And it's practice for me so that when something happens to me, my turnaround time gets shorter and shorter. I can't do that. I can't instantly forgive all the time. But it takes me less and less time to forgive than it ever used to. The step 10 of forgiveness for me is forgiving people when they make a mistake, in my opinion. I can't afford to be a victim. When someone makes a mistake or hurts me in some way, I need to find forgiveness as soon as possible. I need to let it go. And I need to think most of the time when I'm thinking about it, what happened? Right? I'm doing my fourth step. What happened? Was it somebody's deliberate, conscious decision to hurt me? Is that what happened? Most of the time it's not. Most of the time people are just plain oblivious. I hope that when I make a mistake, I'm forgiven. If I'm thoughtless or careless, that I'm forgiven. And I use step 10 to, to promptly make amends, to, to admit when I'm wrong and um, say I'm sorry. But, and I hope I get that back from people. But I, for forgiveness, I need to forgive. And I try to do it as quickly as possible. I need to assert. So if I need to assert myself or confront someone, I do it as kindly and as rationally as I can. I'm not a doormat. I can't afford to be a victim. But I don't want to be causing damage or setting myself up to do a different kind of step 10. There are times when I'm doing my step 4. What happened? What happened here? I'm feeling hurt. And it turns out that there's an issue in this relationship that I need to deal with. I try to do it in a loving, rational way. It's assertive, not aggressive. I find that forgiveness for me is an attitude shift. 
that I need to make consciously from time to time. When an old resentment flares up, I remind myself that I am forgiving and that I have forgiven. It's an it's a decision I make. It happens mostly, at least at the beginning, it happens in my head. And I have to be and I have to articulate the words. I forgive you. I have forgiven him. And eventually it filters down and it gets into my heart and then it gets into my body and pretty sh- pretty soon it's gone. It's gone. And then when I'm doing a four step if I'm working on a, on steps with a sponsee for instance and I'm working on my four step again just just because um I don't have as much energy about a lot of stuff anymore. My childhood childhood stuff is there. It's going to be with me forever. But it doesn't have the energy that it used to have. Same thing with my ex-husband. That was like tough. That was tough. But it happened in the past and I can't do anything about it. I am forgiving. So, and then um there's always the fourth step prayer. Right? And this is the one. This is a sick person. How can I be helpful? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. And this is in the big book on page 67. It's uh it's something that I need I need to do. I need to remember that the people who hurt me are just as human as I am. Okay, now let's just take a couple minutes and re-rate where we are with forgiveness. And this time it's a scale of 1 to 5, right? On a scale of 1 to 5, where are you regarding forgiveness of this issue that you've been working on this morning? Are you still at step 1? I may never be able to forgive this. Are you at step 2? I know I should forgive. I know I should forgive. Step 3, I am complete I am willing to forgive. I found willingness to forgive. Step 4 is I'm completely ready to forgive. And step 5 is I am forgiving. It's the beginning of a process. It takes time. I am forgiving. So, we do have some time for Q&A if there are any questions um that the ask it basket has been going around if there's anything in there if people have any others that are coming up for you right now um write them down send them up that'll be fine I really really appreciate everybody hanging in here this morning. It was really hot in here and there are a lot of people in the room and I I am just so touched by um your perseverance. Thank you. Okay. What do you write in a forgiveness letter when you are not really ready to forgive? What do you write in a forgiveness letter when you are not really ready to forgive? 
that this is the, the thing where, for me, you have to I you know, I have to start writing as if I'm ready to forgive, right? I need to start making the shift in my attitude. I know I need to forgive, right? So if you're if you're looking at this and you've got a resentment, you've been working, done your fourth and fifth step, you know you've got something to forgive, or you, or you wouldn't even be at this point. So now it's a conscious choice. It's a decision that I'm making to forgive, and now I need to get started forgiving. So when I start doing my forgiveness writing, I'm trying to, I, I write about, I write it as if I'm ready to forgive. I start practicing the words of forgiveness. And I try to keep it in the active present tense. I am forgiving. I am forgiving. Sometimes it's like I need to write to my higher power about um, opening my heart to my higher power, opening my heart. Because for me, resentment closes off a piece of my heart to my higher power. I don't want that. I want my higher power fully in my life. So write if you're not quite ready, but you know you should be. That's like, you know, like rating number two. I should be forgiven. Write as if you are. Start making that shift. Use the words, even if you don't mean it yet. Okay. I kept saying, I cannot afford to be a victim. Can you elaborate on the afford part? I've never heard self-victimizing put that way. What do you lose? Um, I lose my abstinence. When I say I cannot afford victimization in my life, I am truly a recovering victim, a martyr. And the way I deal with that is to eat. And I eat sugar. I am a chocolate addict. And I am blessed with my abstinence. I don't, I cannot. And I think in the big book there's this phrase that says, we cannot afford the luxury of an angry thought or something like that. I don't exactly know the quote. I don't know where it is, but I know it's in there somewhere. (laughs) I've heard it. I can't afford to let myself lapse into victimization. It is dangerous for me. I think that that says it. (laughs) Ah, this is exact. My person is my husband, and he isn't going to change. How do I let it all go when I'm still in the situation? I guess in a way I'm lucky because it was an ex-husband. But I got a new one, and forgiveness comes up a lot. And that this is where this is where the power of the program changes my life. It changes me because if I let myself fuss about, 
I know I'm in trouble when I'm on step two and I'm praying for God to restore my husband to sanity. This is a first-person program. This is about praying to my higher power to restore me to sanity. And I can be sane in the face of all kinds of stuff. And sometimes for me, and in my first marriage, sanity for me was getting out. It was getting out. But I know a lot of people who live in what I consider insane situation and they are doing okay but they work their program they work their program and I think um, just to briefly mention another program Al-Anon is all about living in crazy situations with people we cannot change I have no power over somebody else's behavior and for me forgiveness is about it's about letting it go over and over and over, whatever it is. But again, I can't afford to be a victim. And I need to assess my situation. And I need to look at what courage I need, what action I need to take to change me. That's, that's the important thing there. And it's, it's, that's where the power of the program is. And that's how you do it. You work the program. Um, okay. You said, I stopped deliberately or cruelly avoiding contact with the person. What? When I'm with that person and I see those behaviors I judge as stupid, I get upset again. So shouldn't I avoid until I'm healed? Um, there, are, there are definitely situations where avoiding um, contact with the person is the, the healthiest thing to do. And um, there are relationships that need to end that just what I'm talking about are um, in this in this situation is forgiving and letting go and not and not being cruel about my avoidance of the person right it's, this one for me comes up when I think about the workplace right there it's all kinds of stuff going on at the workplace it and there are opportunities all the time to practice forgiveness in the workplace. But when you have a resentment against a coworker, um, the cruel thing would be to walk out of the room as soon as that person walked in. The cruel thing. Yeah, there, there is a really good point for avoiding contact with some people um, who have hurt you, who, you, who you're dealing with. But being cruel about it is, not, is, is the key point. Um, I know a lot of people who have had to pretty much sever relationships with their families because it is such a toxic situation. That doesn't mean you can't forgive them. You can forgive them because forgiveness is about, it's about what I'm doing. It's about how I'm thinking. It's not about what they're doing or changing them or anything like that. It's about what I'm doing. And I find that when I'm forgiving, when I'm in a forgiving attitude, I can be in a room with someone who's like really not acting the way I think they should. Um, 
and, and not have to crawl out of my skin, not, not just be intense. It's about letting go of that um, judgment. I love this. When I see the, those behaviors, as I judge as stupid, I get upset again. Well, for me, I get, I get a detachment. I get a healthy detachment from those behaviors, and I can say, oh, look at them being stupid again. And I don't have to get that upset about it. So there are ways to do it. There are ways to do it. And it's, it's about loving detachment. And work in the program. Work in the program. Um, please talk about how forgiving the other person has or has not worked for me and forgive, for, for you and forgiveness. Um, in my experience, forgiving always works. It always works. It's a loving detachment from the other person's behavior. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's a loving acceptance that I have no control over that situation. It's step one. Where I end up in trouble is when I, I get out of step one. I think I've got power in that situation and I don't. And then it, it festers and it harbors and I, and I get insane. It's crazy for me if I let a resentment live in here. I get crazy. I need step two. I need God to restore me, not them, to sanity. It's really important. These questions are absolutely fabulous. I I really appreciate it. I have not... Praying for another person... It doesn't hurt. It, it, it doesn't hurt. It puts me in a forgiving frame of mind. It puts me in a loving frame of mind. And I find peace and acceptance. I find serenity there. It doesn't change their behavior. It changes me. And that's how that works. And it, for me, it always works. I, it doesn't necessarily work just once. I have to do it over. You know, it's like that repeat if necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I had to repeat a lot. I had to repeat it over and over again. I think, I am not a Bible scholar, but I think there's some place in the Bible that says you have to forgive seven, 70 times seven, 70 times seven. You have to do it over and over again. I didn't keep count. Are there any unforgivable things? And how do you work on patience while you work on the wrong process? Hey, step six and seven. Yeah, I get a chance to work on my character defects all the time, and patience is one of them. Um, are there any unforgivable things? Okay. For me, if I don't forgive, I've got that poison in my body. There are horrible, horrible things that happen. Horrible. But if I don't eventually find forgiveness, I got that that I've got that poison in my heart, in my brain, in my body. Eventually, eventually I think I have to let it go. Because if I hold on to a resentment, about something that happened, um, I'm closing off a part of my heart to my higher power, and I don't want that. 
I want my higher power fully in my life. And um, there are things that are hard. I, I, it, almost impossible. And I, I, know it's, I know that they're out there. The, um, the outside experts that I worked with and read and listened to um, did research in northern, in northern Ireland with people who lost family and friends in bombings and did research on the, um, the benefits of forgiveness, of working on forgiveness in that population. Pretty powerful. Does forgiveness mean I have to hang out with my family members, one of whom abused me sexually, that continue to put me down? Nope. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't, and, um, it, it doesn't mean that. What it means is that you're doing a loving thing for yourself, and you're doing a loving thing for them. You're not, you're not putting yourself in a position to be a target, a victim. You're not giving them an opportunity to do it anymore. Um, it, forgiveness, forgiveness is an attitude shift that I make. It's an attitude shift that I make. But I, I, yeah, no, you do not have to put yourself in a situation, in a, in a situation that is going to repeatedly hurt you. That, and that is not cruel um, avoidance. Time? Okay. Oh, yeah, we need to forgive ourselves big time. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, the question is, it seems to me we also need to forgive ourselves absolutely. Um, one of the biggest things I had to work on was forgiving myself for the mistakes I made as a mother. And it was hard work. And I still work on it. Yeah, how can you be around the person you resent without wanting, you have to, without wanting to punch them in the face? Yes, it's a, you have to forgive. You have to forgive. Thank you all so much. I really... <laughs> with a prayer. Let's thank Julie once again for her marvelous session. Please stand and join hands as we close with how about the third step prayer? Yes, because I forgot to do it earlier.